Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we're joined by Elizabeth Walsh. She's an artist from Salt Lake City. Her paintings are beautiful. She uses nature, especially, as inspiration, and uh, I really dig her style. It's really cool. And while I appreciate art and the expression of human emotion and thought, I do have particular taste, and I prefer art like Elizabeth's. It's colorful and vibrant, very lively. It's awesome. In this episode, we talk about her recent trip to Ghana. What a coincidence, right? Our last guest, Kwame Sante, is from Ghana. Elizabeth also shares her experience living in Salt Lake City and Utah, hikes and the environment around her, and her creative process and artistic inspiration. This was a great episode. So excited to share it with you. You can follow her on Instagram at Elizabeth underscore Walsh underscore art. Let's begin. All right. Welcome to Rich Conversations. We have another great episode here. Elizabeth Welsh is with us all the way from Salt Lake City. She's an artist. She does some really cool stuff. So I'm excited to talk to her. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. So I am Elizabeth Walsh. Like you said, I'm currently based in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I grew up in Casper, Wyoming, so not too far from here, um, but I, I always wanted to get out of Wyoming, right? So there's not a lot going on at all. There's not a lot of people, nothing to do. So I, back in the day, I studied uh, international affairs and, and languages, and I got out and I, I traveled the world a whole bunch in my undergrad career. I've lived in Colombia and Germany and most recently Tanzania. I, oh my goodness, I speak so many languages, or I've studied so many, I should say. How many do you um, speak? I've, I've done Spanish, French, German, Russian, and most recently Swahili. So that's wow. why. Um, they're yeah. not all perfect anymore, but um, it's a lot of fun to learn them. And I think they give me a really good experience when I'm in those countries and those places. Yeah. Well, so you recently went to Ghana. I, I uh, so I recently recorded with someone from Ghana, so I'm fascinated to hear what your trip was like. Oh, did you? Oh my gosh, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um. So Ghana, I was curious to go to Ghana because you know, like I said, I'd lived in Tanzania, and that's East Africa. Ghana is West Africa, and so I wanted to go and see like what differences exist, like what's the vibe, what's what's the country feel like, where the people like. And, and like, like Tanzania, you know, the people are really just super kind. They want to like do everything for you. They want to help you. Um, and they also have really good food. Um, it's, it's a lot spicier than Tanzania, which, is, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, you know, coming from Utah or America, it's like, whoa, this is intense. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, a lot of, I don't know, it was just a really good time. Um, we went from the coast to like the capital to up to like a really remote northern national park and did a safari up there what was the national park do you remember the name it's called mole national park spelled like mole um yeah. and yeah it was we had to fly to this like little airport and then we had drove for like three or four hours to get to it we stayed at like a super fancy lodge 
and they took us around and the elephants like came to greet us as soon as we arrived they like like walked right up to the car it was wow. it was insane it was really cool what's what's the drive like like what are you seeing what like what does the landscape look like um in the south it's more lush it's way more green um there's also i don't know around the capital all the way to the coast it's just just humanity it's just so packed with stuff and buildings and people and just busy busy life when you get into the north it, it dries out a little bit they called it like a, a woodland savanna so it's not like super dry there's like still trees um and then you'll go by these like when you're driving in the north it's really interesting because you'll have like more like western style buildings and then you'll have their traditional housing uh -huh. kind of like mixed in and the further the deeper you get the the more traditional the structures are, um, which is really cool. Really like the thatched roof and like the mud and it's just really, really beautiful to see. Wow. That is, that is really cool. Is there something that was like really memorable? You'll, you'll like specifically like a moment that you'll remember for a long time? Oh, goodness. Um, probably. So we got up one morning really, really early um, to go hiking. And so we hiked from like, they have the largest man-made lake in the world in Ghana, turns out. Oh, um, wow. So we hiked on like this little mountain above it. And so we could like see everywhere. It was like this like beautiful panoramic view and like the jungle is all like misty. And you yeah. could like see the city starting to like wake up on one side and, and, and just to know like no, no one else was around and it was just such a special experience. And it was like all ours it was great wow. well that's awesome well well welcome back to uh the states um thank you <laughs> i'm sure it's it was a, a long different. trip it was it was 28 hours to get back to utah wow where where did you have to what's what's that flight back look like um we the you fly usually from like Accra, the capital to like jfk and that's like a 10 okay. 10 and a half hour flight okay and then yeah. back, then you got to go all the way to the West, right? Right. And that's another four hours. And we were just cutting it so close. So we we're trying to like manage COVID stuff. Like we had to have so many like documents in order and then oh, like, yeah. immigration. And, oh. Wow. A little stressful, but overall a good experience. And it's good to be traveling again. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been to all these places. Why, why do you choose to live in Salt Lake City? Um. Well, a lot of reasons. So I... You know, I mentioned I'm from Wyoming, so I like like rural places in that I love the mountains, right? I yeah. I need this sort of like very natural experience, but I I also get bored kind of easily, so I need some things to do. So Salt Lake, I, Salt Lake has like both of things. They've got like this great like city nightlife kind of there's stuff to do and to experience and a lot of people, and then like in 15 minutes I can be up the mountain and like completely alone. Wow. So it's, it's this really cool combination of, it has both the things I want. Yeah. It seems like, uh, so I have been to Salt Lake city for like four days okay. and, uh, what I was surprised, like you, I, I also, I've heard other people too. I have a friend that's a musician and he travels all over the world and he, he talks specifically about Salt Lake city's airport. And, uh, and, and I know when I came down, it was like, you see the salt lake. And it, it looks like you're going to like dive into it, but then, then you don't obviously. <laughs> right, uh, right, right. But unlike a lot of cities, it's like, right. 
in the mountains. It's like surrounded by mountains, right? Yeah. Like, so we've got we've got the Wasatch Range, which is the big one, and then like a smaller range, and then like the lake. And so we're just kind of like cupped by all of this stuff. Yeah. Wow. What's the uh, general vibe of Salt Lake City? The general vibe. I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. It's it's very chill and relaxed. It's very safe. Like you can walk around and you're going to be completely fine. It's very clean. The people are kind. I don't know. There's, there's also a lot of stuff to do. There's some more like, there's some cool bars and distilleries popping up like all the time. A lot of craft beer, um, even some cider. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Yeah. But it's not like too much. It's not like this super crazy party. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Not when I lived in DC, that was like, there were definitely neighborhoods and districts that like, you go there to party here. It's like, it's, it's low key, but it's still a good time. Yeah, it seems balanced, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so then what are people like in, in the city? And in your opinion, like, what do they value most? Um, that is, that's a good question. Cause I feel like a lot of people have ideas about Utah and kind of like what it's like here, but ultimately, everyone regardless of you know whatever they're very very nice everyone is kind they're considerate um like genuinely though they're not like nice to your face and then rude later but they're always nice they're very helpful um and i think um they value family like here families are just they're they're big and the people like it people are all about it the suburbs are booming um if, if that's what you want, if that's the kind of lifestyle you want, it's it's also good for you. We're in Salt Lake City. Do you live in the city or like in the so suburbs? So I live, I actually live in the suburbs. We bought a house right before the world ended. Um, so it was like okay. March 1st or whatever, right before COVID. And we got a house and so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good that we're not stuck in some apartment somewhere or whatever. Yeah, that's great. Um, what... What's you people there? What are they interested in? Um, uh, a lot of everything. So if you are into anything outdoorsy, this is like a great place to recreate. Like our mountains, you can go mountain biking, you can go hiking, you can go skiing, snowboarding, you know, anything you can like fathom outdoors, it's happening here. Um, so that's cool too. Like there was someone said like, in like three or four months of the year, you can like go skiing in like the morning and then go golfing in the afternoon. Like you've wow. got this like range um, that really caters to everyone. And if that's like not your scene, you can do like, we've got botanical gardens, we've got art museums. I think there's like a zoo and an aquarium too. So there's, for like the size of the city, there's some really pretty good amenities. Yeah, I'm a big uh, basketball fan and Utah jazz are pretty good. Yes, we've gone to a couple jazz games um, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Everyone gets really into it. And I'm, I don't know too much about sports, but I, I, I even enjoyed it. It was, it was a good time. So you use the word recreate. I've never heard anybody use that word before. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I don't know. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I just like, I've never heard it used before. Oh, I don't know. I maybe I've been listening to like too many tourism campaigns <laughs> for Utah. We're Utah. a good, great place to recreate. What? Uh, okay, so it probably represents the state of Utah. It's 
Um, well, I know like, so the Utah Jazz, they have these uniforms that are like color gradiated based yeah. on the like land and soil of Utah. And it like, so at the bottom and it like all the national parks in Utah, it's gotta be just absolutely stunning out there. Oh, it is. The national parks are great. We have, I think they call them like the big five, but ultimately I really like Arches and Zion. They're beautiful. That's where that like red soil comes in. So just yeah, Southern yeah. Utah is this beautiful desert and they've got a lot going on. Definitely worth your time. If instead, like fly into Salt Lake, see Salt Lake for like a day or two and then like get in a car and go drive. Good drive. drive to Moab. Yeah. So what sights, sounds and smells stand out to you in Salt Lake City? Um, Sights. So I think the largest thing people kind of like see or think of when they come to Utah is like the temple. So Temple okay. Square is a big thing downtown. Go see it. It's it's interesting. It's it's under construction now, so like wait a year or two. Um, but ultimately, you fly in, and like you said, you see the mountains. And like every picture of Salt Lake, you'll see like this cute little city, and then like these giant like <laughs> snow covered mountains from it. And so yeah, it's it's spectacular to see, especially right now. We're getting our first snow. Like it's it's really cold today. Oh, already. Wow. <laughs> and, and so the mountains are going to be gorgeous. Um, sights, smells. <laughs> doesn't really smell like too much it's really fresh and clean usually um I don't know again like I said the city is like impeccably clean it's it's okay. really the cleanest tidiest city I've been to so why do you think that thing. is I don't know I, I think it might be like a value thing that that people they just have all these these personal values of of you know keeping themselves their families their houses everything is just just orderly and so okay. that might kind of spill over into that. I yeah, I mean, I could see that. Yeah, no, but it's it's nice. It's you know, Denver's you know fairly similar in that they've got the mountains, but Denver's a, it's not quite there. It's not quite as clean. What I love is, Denver what, though. I'm not gonna talk trash. <laughs> I yeah, I've been to Denver three times. What do people in Salt Lake City think of people that live in Denver? Oh, I don't know. We probably think our mountains are better, but there's this general vibe where you don't like want to speak too positively about Utah because you don't want more people to move in. Oh, <laughs> interesting. They're like the secrets out. Just we're booming so much. So many new people are coming in and they're realizing like how great it is. And, you know, so there's more people on the trails. Traffic's a little crazier. Um, but huh. ultimately, yeah, things are booming here. There's so many jobs. Like, geez. So is that recent or is that like you think because of COVID a little bit? Um, I think that it was trending upward before COVID, but maybe it's it's contributed to it as well. Um, we have a really big tech sector. Those jobs, health jobs are also really there's a lot of them, but I don't know. So you can get really good paying jobs, essentially. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know Denver. Certain. It seems like a lot of those Western cities, people want to be closer to nature, and a lot of those bigger cities out there are able to offer, you know, what people want. Yeah, no, it's it's nice. Um, Denver's probably a little more liberal. Salt Lake's a little more conservative, um, okay. but you know, there's pockets of every kind of community, and and Salt Lake is nice because there's just people from all over the world. And that might be a little bit due to like 
the the church and the missions and all the stuff they do and they bring people in oh. but we're very receptive to people from all over like we have a huge latino population we're going to we're like very open to receiving the afghan refugees um and so there's just i mean sometimes it can be hard to see depending on where you are in the city but there uh-huh. is diversity yeah it's awesome what if you have an open or let's say somebody's there for like three days, what would you recommend them to do? Um, I think you've got to go downtown and you just got to walk around. The The blocks are really, really big. Our streets are huge. Um, but like, see, like the nice temple stuff. We've got a botanical garden. Um, if you can catch a jazz game, it's really, really cool. It's a lot of fun. Like hit a bar before you go and then like walk over, take the train over. Um, that's a lot of fun. I would then suggest also to go up. We have, so our range is the Wasatch range. And then we have all these different canyons that go up into them. And then there's a billion different trails. So okay. my gosh, go hiking for a day or two. There's different, all the different ski lodges too. Which you could do that. It's getting almost to be that time of year to go skiing. And there's a lot of good skiing or snowboarding, whatever you're into. Um, and then you've got like the, the, What's the name? It's not a resort, but whatever. The the ski. <laughs> Can you tell I don't ski? <laughs> um, yeah, what are those called? I don't know. We've got different ski resorts. Is that I guess that's what it is. Um, and check that out. It's Oktoberfest is happening right now at one of them. And that's pretty bumping. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I just really like the nature. Go spend the time in our nature. And then like get in a car and drive south. Go to Moab. It's lovely. Yeah, I do want to get back to Utah. When I was there, so this is what I did. I went, I saw the temple. And then later, I think I walked. Did I walk? Maybe someone drove me to the uh, state capitol building. Oh. And and it was like, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful view from up top there. Uh, and, true, then, yeah. and then uh, I went to the Natural History Museum at the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. And then I went to, I went out one night. I can't remember where it was. And then uh, I went to Park City. Yes. Yeah. But I didn't get a chance to, well, so I went to like the, the Olympics were there in 2002. So that was cool. And then, um, yeah, just learning about like the history of, of skiing in the area and like the culture that surrounds that. And just even driving through the landscape is, is like quite different coming from the Midwest. And, um, but yeah, I want to hit up those national parks. I see like photos on Instagram of like people going to Utah national parks. And I'm like, Oh man, that looks so cool. Oh, it's beautiful. It, it really is. It's, it's unlike anything else. I don't know, but good. You've been to park city. Park city is, is way fun. They've got like a bunch of art galleries up there. It's skiing is big. It's it's a really nice place. It's like our, our bougie little city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah. That's where Sundance is, right? It is, yes. Yes. Is that was that is that like the most famous like film festival in America? Most famous? I don't know, but it it really really is pretty popular. I don't know. I, I moved here again right before the pandemic, so I haven't been able to experience <laughs> all of those things that I want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you mentioned you're you're into hiking quite a bit. Where where are your favorite places to hike or have hiked? 
Oh my gosh. So we have so many like beautiful hikes and they either, a lot of them go to like these like spectacular little mountain lakes or they like summit mountains. Um, I, I like challenges. So I like to summit, I like to summit the mountains. So one is called Timpanogos. It's in the county just south of here. Absolutely beautiful. Just, just a stunning, gorgeous hike. It's like 14 miles round trip. Um, but it's so you're hiking seven miles up and then coming back down another seven. Yeah. <laughs> you do that yeah. all in a day or do you stay up? I yeah, I, I choose to do it all in a day. I think wow. from like 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. that one was. So how many of our hours that is? Um it's fun. I don't know. I I like it. Um that that one's an easier one. I just summited the highest um peak in the Wasatch, which is Mount Nebo. Absolutely okay. brutal. Oh awful just <laughs> just the most intense steepest hike of my life and it was not fun but whatever i did it i made it to the top um but ultimately i don't know our mountains outside of salt lake so we've got big cottonwood canyon and little cottonwood canyon and then they have all these little trails that go off of them and okay. so there's this little ski town alta and they just have beautiful beautiful trails alta yeah how many, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, how many like hiking trails are there documented in the U.S.? I don't, I don't know. I use the All Trails app and even just in this area, there's like hundreds and hundreds. Wow. So I can't imagine. And they do stuff all over the world too, but there has to be thousands, tens of thousands. I don't know. Are you someone who has like a bucket list or a goal list or like a, like a, not a quota, but like a goal of like a hundred in their lifetime or specific ones. Have you done any of that? I haven't, I haven't quantified it too much. Quantify it. Um, yeah. That's a good. Like, um, I don't know how intense I want to get, right. I don't know if I yeah. want to do anything technical. Um, but I do want to go back and do Kilimanjaro. I lived right at the base of it when I was in Tanzania and I just didn't make it up there. It's like, it's like a nine day hike to summit it. And it's, I think the fifth tallest in the world, um, wow. but not technical. So I'm, I'm about that. That's cool. I what do you mean technical? Like I, you don't need equipment. You don't need like ropes okay. and crampons and guide. I mean, you still need a guide, but it's not like super dangerous. You're not like climbing yeah. rock faces. So you're just like, you, you enjoy kind of walking, being one with nature and just like kind of casually go about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I can do some intense stuff, but ultimately I just want to have a good time, kind of allow it to to make me feel small almost, like just to yeah. look around to see how big it is, kind of makes everything else feel insignificant and it's just really lovely. So are there other places you've hiked in the US? I'm sorry, what? Are there other places in the US that you've hiked? Um, yeah, I mean, I've done little hikes like in Oregon and Northern California. I did some stuff in the Redwoods, um, a little bit in like New Mexico, Arizona, um, Wyoming. Yeah. Like, so Yellowstone National Park is in Wyoming. Oh yeah. And that's, that's really cool. So I've yeah. done like a couple, like a three or four day expedition in the winter in Yellowstone. We just oh, like really? around and you like, you, you either like camp or you find a cabin. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, What's it like in the winter there? 
as it's really snowy, there's a lot of snow. Um, Wyoming can be pretty brutal in the winter because it's just super duper windy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's cool. You see the, cause like they've got all like the, the geysers in the hot springs. So it's like snow, snow, snow. And then this like molten, like <laughs> pool of water. It's, it's insane. And so it's like steaming and the animals are kind of like steamy and it's, this is, it's, it's really cool. Have you hiked, uh, in other countries as well, besides Kilimanjaro? Uh, yeah, I, I hiked in Colombia, like along the coast they have a national park over there. And that's really just gorgeous because you're hiking through jungle and then you get to like the coast and it's just this beautiful ocean. Um, in Germany, I lived in Germany for like two years. And so we, I've hiked in like Switzerland, um, Norway, and Ireland, um, just kind of doing little trips based in Germany and then I'd go there for a weekend. And we went like fishing in Norway and so we'd like hike around for some of the day and go fishing in the afternoon kind of thing. And Norway's just gorgeous. You got the fjords coming out of out of the water and it's so beautiful. Wow. So was Norway the most memorable of that, of those European hikes? Mm, no, I don't know. I think the Swiss Alps were very nice. Um, we took, we were living in Southern Germany. So we took a boat and we kind of went back and forth across Lake Lucerne until we like got off and we went up the mountain and then we like hiked to the place where Switzerland was apparently founded way back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And so like the Alps are just coming out of the, the, the mountain lakes and that's just super gorgeous. Plus it's cool to get there. I mean, you're taking like a ferry and I don't know, absolutely gorgeous. All right. So transitioning from hiking and, and nature, what then sparked your interest in painting? Yeah. So growing up, um, perhaps my parents believed I shouldn't watch the TV. You got to do something else that was going to be bad for me. And uh -huh. so it was always this like, very like hands on here's arts and crafts. You do this. And so I did. And for like, a long time I just would do these little projects kind of throughout you know school it was always in art classes and dealing with like stress in college I would just like paint and paint and paint and paint um and then I don't know I now that I have a house and a space and time I can just really just sit there and I can paint and it's lovely I I really like you know like I said all this hiking stuff and that of course, contributes to my landscape paintings. Um, it's good inspiration for sure. Yeah. What, who or like what influenced your painting? Uh, a lot of things, probably, probably more than I can think about. But I uh, always liked like the artists, like Frida Kahlo is lovely, Georgia O'Keeffe and Van Gogh. Van Gogh is, is nice because he's like, he's very lovely like scenes where he like uses the color and like in like different ways than other artists so there's a lot of like movement in his paintings um and his landscapes so I really I really liked that and I've always told myself like I should I should do starry night with all my dots and like yeah. see if I can pull that off um but ultimately other inspirations are just like like mountains and the, and the colors you'll see there or in landscapes at different times of days um, yeah. 
just the natural world is is very inspirational yeah that's interesting so okay those artists in particular i thought you would mention like uh was it surat george Surat? oh yeah i get that sometimes like, more like yeah. the uh are they pointillism yeah yeah like pointillism oh, that too or um i always liked making mosaics and i so okay. i tell people i wanted to like make a painted mosaic like how can you translate this tile thing to something like flat with paint and so i've tried to achieve that that kind of thing it's it's cool because you don't really see that or i haven't seen it maybe i'm limited i don't know but uh like nature and like mosaics that's really cool some of my favorite paintings are like i i love looking at landscape art it's just mm -hmm. so relaxing to me and like inspiring um, but I also like vibrancy and, and you seem to use some of those brighter colors. Um, so that was a little bit of my thinking is that Western art is really cool, right? It's all, it's a yeah. bunch of landscapes, but it all often has this like kind of muted tone to it. Not that it all looks similar, but it all kind of looks older or antiquated and so yeah. i was wondering like can we bring more vibrancy to western art make it more exciting make our landscapes yeah. you know more interesting have you have you uh seen much native american art um yeah you know growing up in wyoming there was there was plenty and, and in um uh what's it called uh, new mexico I, I really like Santa Fe. Like Santa Fe is like just very artistically captivating. There's just so much going on, just so many fantastic artists. So you've been to Santa Fe, you said? Yeah, yeah. What's what's that like there? Um, it's cute. It's like all their buildings are adobe. It all kind of matches. Um, I don't know, the streets are cute. It's quaint, it's colorful like a lot of the art is colorful. There's a lot of that Native American influence um, around and there's just so many different studios. And I was actually gonna go um, to Santa Fe this weekend, this coming weekend, but oh, really? after traveling to Ghana, I'm like, I don't think I wanna <laughs> fly again for a while. I'm just gonna, gonna not. Uh, <laughs> um, going back to some of those artists you mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. what do you like most about Georgia O'Keeffe? Um, she, I don't know, she was just like this pioneer of a painter and a, and a woman in the field who really just, just saw things a, a different way, just, just the way she, her, she abstracted the landscapes is, is really cool and her colors are also they can be pretty vibrant at times. And just the scale of how she would blow up her florals is really, it's really cool and just to think about these very like natural things in different ways. So like I see a mountain every single day, but how can I imagine it in a different way? Um, okay. And so it's, it's interesting. And then Van Gogh, what do you pull from Van Gogh that you use? Uh, a lot of his color and movement. I think he, he gives his, his scenes are often very like flowy and his colors, they coordinate in like different ways. I don't know if that makes sense. They like work off each other and it's it's beautiful like the way he mixes it is is very nice um and so yeah it's i don't know i just they're they're in salt lake i think they just opened this van gogh exhibit 
and it's this immersive thing where you like walk in and everything is a painting like okay. it's like lit up like you're walking through his paintings and it like changes and it like morphs and so that's like a thing I want to do like this weekend or next go check oh there you go out. instead of Santa Fe yes. you can uh, check out the Van Gogh yeah yeah I think it'll be good also inspirational so then what's your creative process like um yeah so that is a good question I, I try and describe it to people but I don't know if it makes a lot of sense um sometimes... it, it makes a lot of sense that it wouldn't make a lot of sense to other people <laughs> okay that's good um because it's not like I like sit down and I'm like okay today I'm gonna paint yeah it's not really that doesn't happen some days I just like sit there and sit there and hope I feel like I want to paint but no sometimes I'll like be driving my car and I'll like see like a whole painting in my head like the whole thing completed like all the different steps and like all the different intricacies and it's just there and I'm like whoa I guess I'm gonna paint that or like I'll see like a portion of it or I'll see like the mountain I want to do um and then sometimes I'll paint the mountain and if I can't like see in quotes the rest of the painting then it'll sit for months and months and months and months and I hope I'll get back to it um but sometimes I just see the whole thing I'm like okay let's let's go to town and get it done and yeah it's really it's really weird I don't know if weird's the right way, but it's just funny how it happens or doesn't happen. Like more spontaneous? Yeah, it does. It just seems like these like spontaneous bursts of inspiration. And and sometimes like when I go on hikes, it helps. Like I like when I was in like the redwoods and I was just like looking around at this totally different landscape. I was like imagining different ways to do different things. And and so sometimes it's like that. So then uh usually paint on canvas or do you do murals and then uh you mentioned earlier you're making some ornaments for the yeah. holidays coming up making ornaments um i've done a couple murals they're not my favorite they're hard they're really like physically demanding okay. um to paint like just massive walls or just to like, like sit on the ground and paint and paint and paint and paint um it hurts your body um, so I prefer to do like paintings um, and yeah, usually it is on canvas. Um, sometimes I'll do it on metal or wood, um, just like the flatter the surface is better, right? So that the dots don't get all like warped and weird. Okay. So is it, so is it easier on metal then? Yeah, metal, metal is pretty good. I don't think I have a painting around to show you, but metal, metal is likely the best. It just doesn't always hang well and so canvas is just more available okay yeah where where is uh like some of your art do you have art in like other states or countries yeah actually um I mean I've sent art like with my friends to different countries but I've got art like exhibited in Salt Lake City and in Casper Wyoming where I'm from oh it's, nice I'm I want to push it and I want to get into more galleries but I I know I'm a little like hesitant because I don't know like the pace like once you start a new thing like how fast will it go how fast will it evolve and grow and so I I'm in grad school right now so I don't know how much I can handle <laughs> wait elaborate on that so like how do you how do you go about getting your art in a gallery that is uh, a lot of galleries have different processes and I'm still trying to understand it myself but Sometimes they reach out to you. Sometimes you reach out to them. Sometimes they'll do like a call for art or they'll announce like an art competition and you can apply for those things. 
Um, that's kind of how I got into the one I'm in in Salt Lake right now. They just did a call for Arch. They usually do them in like January and I applied and I was accepted to like a desert themed show. And so it's, it really, it really depends on the gallery. Sometimes it's through Instagram. I got one through okay. Instagram and it was just weird, but I guess that's the way it goes. You just try and try and build relationships with them. It's not okay. like really cool to like walk into one and be like, Hey, I'm Elizabeth. Will you take my art? <laughs> like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> A little too straightforward. Maybe. Oh, that's interesting. What me, what, uh, where in Salt Lake is, is, uh, is your art? It's so it's downtown. There's this gallery called the urban arts gallery. Um, and they, I would say they, they focus more on emerging artists. Um, so they, they host, they do like rotating shows that I've participated in. And then they also have like, like, it's like a little boutique kind of format up front. So I sell there as well. So it's more of like my smaller things, like I, I would put on my Etsy, like prints and cards and stuff okay. on that. But then like the fine art is displayed elsewhere in the gallery. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what have, what have you learned most by being part of the art community? That is a good question. I think that largely people are very, they want you to succeed. I'll say it like that. But like they, they recognize people in general can recognize hard work and that they want to succeed and they want to help you succeed any means they can. Like uh, often people will really, really appreciate my stuff, but like the prices of my originals, they take so long. So the prices are kind of intense. Um, so they'll like buy a small card or a sticker just because they want to support me. So any yeah. way they can, they want to help. And that's really, really nice. What's your uh, your favorite painting you've ever created? Oh. What's it What's it about, or like what's it inspired by? That is a question I haven't thought about. Um, um, I have this one on my Instagram. It's a square canvas that I've turned like a diamond, so it sits. It's supposed to sit on the wall like a diamond, and it's um. It's called Lone Peak. It's, well, I mean, the painting is called Big Sky, but the mountain in the painting is Lone Peak. And that's um, based on the, the mountain in Montana. And the sky is really lovely. It like goes from a very light blue on top. And then as it transitions down the diamond, it gets like darker. And the dots kind of like flow out of it. Yeah, I'm... Uh... Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's that one. If you're watching yeah. on YouTube, you can see this yeah oh it's gonna be on youtube oh man <laughs> yes. yeah i like that it's oh man so that one that one's probably still my favorite and i've managed to hang on to it so far um I've how long also did it take to create that one was a fast one that one's pretty small so maybe like 40 hours for 40 50 hours okay um i've got some bigger ones like this this bright pink one it's like three feet by four feet and it took three months of my life and like 200 hours really it was intense it's a this is the one uh did you take a photo of it in grand teton yeah yeah, yeah so that's the one teton range it's it's really big <laughs> it took it three so months long. yeah three months and i hated it by the time i was done i'm like screw this 
So how many, um, I don't want to say mistakes, but how many times do you have to like paint over something or that's no, that's a legit question. Um, sometimes I get tired and I'm doing my dots and I'll like drag my hand through a wet area and it's like, okay, what do I do? Do I like cry or do I quickly try and like <laughs> fix this? Cause it's like, it doesn't, so you've painted a background color and then a bunch of dots on that. Like, I mean, if you mess it up, I hope I can recreate the background color I have going on, like mash it, match it like exactly. Um, if not, I try and like get like a wet towel and kind of like scrape off the wet paint. And I've, I've gotten a lot better um, in that I, I don't make too many mistakes now. That this maybe sounds a little cocky, but I, after, but, you know, a couple hundred thousand dots, you kind of get it down. Yeah, see, I think, yeah, anything with practice you get better at, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow. Yeah, these are all really cool. I like, I like. Thank you. Like them. I think the the one, a recent one, the Matterhorn, it's this big blue one. The dots are a little different. They're more like 3D and they look wet even after they dry. I think I'm going to like transition to something more like that. Wait, say that again. There's one on my Instagram. It's fairly recent. Of, it's of the Matterhorn. Is it a video um, or? Uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, I made a couple of reels. Oh, OK. I got, That's what I you're got supposed you. to do on Instagram, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, the wrong like, person. yeah like that one i think i'm gonna make them look more like that probably going forward and then i put gold leaf into it so the pictures don't really do it justice but like light will kind of like it captures the light and it'll like shimmer a little bit kind of where you're standing um so it's pretty cool so matterhorn is that in the swiss alps yeah uh-huh it's like the the toblerone chocolate kind of the stereotypical swiss mountain yeah this is cool so why did you transition from like more or why do you think you would transition more to this kind of you said like 3D kind of not 3D, but like more. I mean, yeah, they, they are more 3D. They're really it's kind of cool to touch it, actually. Um, and it's also a little faster. If I don't do patterns as much, it's it's faster to create. And because okay. I get kind of bored, like doing this dot after dot after dot it's, it can be a lot. Like I like it, but it's a lot. And so this way I, um, I just, I apply the dots differently. I don't stamp them one at a time. I, I get this like big squeeze bottle of paint almost. And I like, I like, oh, like, I don't know how to describe that. Well, wow. you almost like squeeze it and you get a little dot and then you move on to the next one really pretty quickly. Yeah. This, this other one, Twin Peaks Wilderness it's uh i think it's the second post on. oh yeah that one's cool yeah that one's the same kind of thing so the dots they dry shiny and so they look still wet um but those those little paintings i've started doing is more of like this it's like a more affordable kind of thing for people who want original art but you know aren't gonna drop a couple grand yeah is there a is there a gallery or a museum that you would like dream of having your art displayed in um you know there's you've been to park city there's some couple a couple fancy ones up there that i would love um being from wyoming jackson hole is like our art place and uh -huh. so I, I yeah. would love to have some stuff up there jackson jackson 
What do you know much about Jackson Hole? I mean, I I know enough. I mean, I I was just there in July, I think. Um, it's it's fun. It's it's expensive for sure. We as someone from Wyoming, we say that the billionaires push the millionaires out. Like it's like the most expensive zip code in the United States, isn't it? Yeah. Or right up there. It's insane. It's there's a lot of money up there. So I was very fortunate to be invited to an art show this summer there and it was it was lovely oh man that's so cool mm-hmm. um yeah well shifting gears a little bit to music who are three musical artists in your heavy rotation right now um so <laughs> i i like more alternative music in that i speak all these languages right and so i've been exposed to some some different bands that people have no idea about. Um, there's this Kenyan band. Um, yes, tell me they, about this. They, they sing in both English and Swahili, but they're really bumping. They're called Saudi Soul. Um, man, it's a ton of fun. It's like a party every time you listen to them. What? How do you spell Saudi? It's S-A-U-T-I. Okay. And then Soul is S-O-L. It's so in East Africa, there's this genre called bongo flavor. And there's a lot of good artists that, that are part of it, but Saudi Soul is my favorite. They, they, they have like consistently their albums are really decent. They're really good. And so. Wow. Okay. What's, uh, what's another one? Oh, you broke up. But the next one is um a port well they're brazilian but they sing in portuguese right so it's called lagum it's l-a-g-u-m um and that's more of like a a lighter like indie alternative like it's it's more chill okay that is like intense if you just want to like hang out and chill out they're great um yeah and then finally um I, I felt like I needed a, a good American like group. <laughs> I shouldn't have all these like very obscure international ones. Um, I like glass animals. Glass um, animals, okay. Yeah, do you know about them? I do. Uh, one of my coworkers, uh, I bartend on the weekends, and she she goes to all these different shows, and she's she's I don't want to say obsessed with glass animals, but she's definitely gone to the uh we have a music venue next door to our our restaurant and she's gone there like hours beforehand to be like front row and she's she's met them and taking photos with all of that oh wow yeah that's really cool that's really cool it's good stuff it's it's kind of funky i don't know it's it's definitely out there some of the time but yeah i have to i have to listen to it a little bit more yeah yeah get into it it's nice actually are there any other international uh artists you'd recommend um a good german one he's called Cluso. it's like c-l-u-e-s-o um you know back in the day he back in the day he's not that old a few years ago he was more like he was more acoustic and kind of chilled out and now i think he's gained quite a bit of popularity so it's turning more poppy okay um but still pretty good still pretty good um yeah yeah that was gonna be my third but i'm like ah, glass animals we should sneak that in there. glass animals nice uh what are 
or who are three people or things that have influenced your outlook on life? Um, I think a lot of my outlook has been influenced by traveling. Okay. I generally think that traveling is a good way to like open your eyes to different way things are done and to challenge yourself. Um, it's definitely like traveling is the funnest and the hardest thing I've ever done. Like, Cause I don't go to easy places. Right. <laughs> it doesn't I, sound like it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I went and I lived in Colombia by myself with very little Spanish and people are like, is that really what you want to do? And I'm like, yeah. And it was fine. And I went all around the country and it was lovely, but it was hard. Like knowing like, okay, I've got to communicate that I need this bus ticket for this time. And am I really going to understand where I need to go? And and so it's hard, but it, it really just, it like opens your eyes to like different ways of life too, right? It's pretty humbling, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Like seeing people in a lot of it in Colombia, but also in, in Tanzania and Ghana, where they, they didn't necessarily always have a lot, but that they were very willing to give you anything and everything they could. Um, it's really, really humbling. What, um... What do you notice traveling around the world and meeting people? What, what's something you see in common with humans and uh, that makes you think about like your experience as a human being? Um, you know, everyone largely just wants, I, it feels like they just want to be happy and to have a good time. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, you can be happy with a whole lot less than what we have here. Um, but like, even like the Germans, you think of Germans as these very like stoic and cold people, but nah, they're not. You get <laughs> to know them and they're just a ton of fun. They just want to like hang out, drink a beer and they're chilling. Um, and same with oh, Tanzania. They Swahili is a fun language and you can really joke around with it. And so they just want to like laugh and and yeah it's just everyone wants to feel happy maybe i don't know is that cheesy i don't think so i mean it's pretty pretty true and universal i would say yeah um are there places you want to go to next yeah so i'm thinking about like thailand maybe for christmas like I really just, I really want to see the country, the different like the like temples and the mountains of the country and also eat some really good food, yeah. really good food. Um, and then I don't know, I was, I'm reading a book right now. I just started it. So I couldn't even tell you what it's called, but it's like based in Armenia. And I hadn't even oh. thought about Armenia much, but maybe I'd go there. That'd be cool. Yeah. How many countries have you been to? Uh, good question. I was I was trying to count the other day after Ghana, and I think around maybe a little over twenty. Twenty. So not too many, but I mean, I. He's like also I, lived at some of these yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. So that's I just gives you a whole just really in depth knowledge of a place, like. Absolutely. Do you, so uh, I asked you before, if you have like a list or like a bucket, do you have a, like a list of travel or like just generally in life things you want to do? I do. Yeah. I, I haven't visited it for a while, but it was like crazy stuff. Like, I don't know, like 
go skydiving. And I actually did that for a couple, like a birthday a couple of years ago. I'm like, I'm gonna just do it. I was just sitting around. I'm like, this isn't right. And so I, I drove, it was in Florida and I went and I found a place and I went skydiving. So that's what you do. Check it off the box. <laughs> and it was intense. So, um, yeah, there's, there's generally maybe in my head more of like places I want to go and things I want to see and experience, but I'm definitely like, like very driven. Like I don't like to be bored. So I will go and I will do the next thing and I will go and I'll find those, those different experiences. That's awesome. Uh, what's something you're curious about recently? Mm, That is an interesting question. I am. So I'm kind of curious, maybe it's selfish, but like to see where all of these things I'm doing, where it's all going to go. So I work full time. I do grad school full time and I'm trying to do art full time, like running out of time. But like <laughs> I've got all these things I'm working on and like to see how they kind of interact or or whatever. I want to I want to know. I'm curious where life will go due to like all of my my hard work and my efforts yeah. in these. And, uh, you know, I study international affairs because I thought I wanted to do something internationally as a job, but now I'm doing this art and oh my gosh, maybe I can be an artist full time. And isn't that an interesting idea? This, this thing where society tells us, oh, that's not possible. That's not a real job. This like idea of a starving artist. Well, I'm not encountering that. That's not true. Yeah. And so to, to wrap my head around this idea that I could be like self-employed and, you know, kind of dictate my own like time and, and efforts. And that's really cool. That's really cool. Like it's really cool. I, I might not have to work a real job. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, funny. Wow. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm sure that there's a, there's a lot of stability in, in having a job, but um, it's exciting to think about other alternatives. Yeah, that's cool. My net, my last question is what, what are you excited about within the next two years? It sounds uh, pretty that, similar. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's going to be the same thing. I, I think if I really, and I put a lot of effort into it, but if I put more effort and more attention into this, the art, I think it could just grow and blow up so big. I well, it got my attention. So well, thank you. I, I was, I was surprised. I'm like, Ooh, a podcast. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Yeah. So maybe there, I'll check that one off the box. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, well, why don't you leave uh, listeners and viewers with uh, maybe some last pieces of wisdom or stuff you've uh, learned throughout your life experience that you'd like to share? Perfect. Yeah. Um, I would say just, just maybe it's cheesy again, but go out and do the things, do the hard things, find the hard things and push yourself, like challenge yourself to, to feel uncomfortable, to do uncomfortable things. But ultimately that's, you know, where the growth is. Um, and to, to pursue your own dreams, right? Not just to, just to think, oh, I've got to do this, to do this, to do this, but like, oh, think more abstractly and like dream a little bit. I don't know. I, I didn't think you know, having a career in art would be a real option, but it's, it's very quickly becoming a reality. Um, and of course, go explore nature, go hike. It's lovely. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. This has been yeah. an awesome conversation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it too. Absolutely.
Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow our guest on Instagram at Elizabeth underscore Walsh underscore art. Check her out on Etsy, too. With the holidays coming up, uh, she has some great gifts available. Now, take the time in your day or this week to draw inspiration from your own environment and nature around you.